Back again here on the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast as we've got exciting news from this past week where the 2024 West Coast League schedule is out once again. I'm Joel Norman. We're joined by the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington. And Mitch, it's that thing you kind of need about this time of the year. It's, it's, a, it's a WCL tradition as uh, daylight savings time begins and right around the same time we get the 2024 schedule. So you're like me where, you know, we are not fans of winter for the most part. So for me, this is at least that sign that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I look forward to the most is when the schedule releases, um, you know, immediately I get out my, uh, my printable calendar and I start marking the dates of where we're at and, you know, kind of just looking forward to new cities or where we're headed or old cities and, uh, just thinking back on the old memories from the past two summers of places we've gone and and uh, definitely gets you excited during these cold months. I'd be remiss if I forgot to mention, I did forget because we we're having technical difficulties before we got started, but congratulations on child number two. Uh, what's that been like right now? You had your son, I believe that yeah, was last month. I'm losing track of the time with another season going on, but last month you had uh, kid number two and Drew. Uh, tell me about that. How's everything been going with the family? Yeah, things have been going really well. Uh, Drew, yeah, it was October 7th. So we're recording this about November 8th. So a little over a month old now. And, you know, Big Brother Dash is uh, enjoying it as well. He doesn't quite understand that his baby brother's not ready to play tackle football yet, but we're working on it. So it's it's been fun. We're, we're getting sleep where we can and and enjoying every minute of it. Very exciting. We're looking forward to someday having those two as double play partners for the Apple Sox one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah Let, let's talk a little bit about this uh, apple sox schedule here mitch it came out earlier this week and i think the first thing you know you and i texted earlier in the week about it that we really enjoyed about it was that the yakima valley pippins are back on the schedule and so are the walla walla suites the two teams closest to the apple sox love having those on there and it's nice to have that home and home with yakima which was something we mentioned last year we were bummed out wasn't on the 2023 schedule but I think it's very safe to say we're happy to have both them and Walla Walla on this coming summer schedule. Yeah. Uh, you know, those teams that are really close to you, you, you definitely want to play those to kind of limit your travel. And anytime you can take a trip to Yakima just over the pass and, uh, it, you know, it allows a lot of these guys who are local kids for their family to come and catch a road game. And, um, you know, for my family in particular to be able to drive over and see some more games. So, uh, it's just nice, a nice break from the long road trips to uh, to a short one. And, you know, and then playing Walla Walla, you know, they're uh, they've been a long, long time in this league. And it's only right, you know, to keep some of those old time connections, Apple Sox playing the Swedes. So so that makes it fun. And, and you know, and obviously Kyle Crust Angel previously coaching the Apple Sox. You know, I wouldn't call it a rivalry. Uh, I, 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 I like Kyle a lot and, and I've enjoyed watching him and his career as a coach. Um but it, it's a fun little rival, rivalry in a sense where, you know, an ex-Apple Sox coach goes to another team and and we get to play them again. So it makes it fun. And obviously they're going to be hungry to try and get back in the playoffs after missing out last year. Uh, I think the Apple Sox fans can attest to that. You're not used to seeing Crust Angel teams outside of the postseason. So that'll be a fun matchup. Yakima Valley comes to Wenatchee for the series that later in the season, July 19th through the 21st, about a month before that, June 18th through the 20th, the Apple Sox are at the Pippins. And it's funny, talking about that rivalry too, Mitch, there's a stretch of the six consecutive games in a row between the Apple Sox, the Pippins, and then the Apple Sox and the Walla Walla Swedes as 
Walla Walla comes to the Apple Capital June 21st to 23rd. I, I missed having them on the schedule last year, too. That was a team who, you know, we flashback, which is still weird to say, two seasons ago to the 2022 season, and they gave us some fits that year. I mean, the end of the season, we took two or three from them, but that was a team I remember we went there, and that was a series in late 2022 where they took the first two games when we thought, hey, wait a sec, we probably should have won this series, but just didn't. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, you know, again, they're a longstanding team in this league. So those teams that have had that name brand recognition, like the Walla Walla Suites and Corvallis and Yakima and Bellingham, uh, or Apple Fox, excuse me, not Yakima, um, you know, it makes it a little easier uh, recruiting wise and just getting players, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people around the country know who the Walla Walla Suites are and like to send talented players there. So, um, you know, regardless of who's coaching or or what's going on there, you know, they always have good talent. So uh, always a tough test with them. Opening up the season with the Port Angeles lefties and opening up at home. That's going to be a first for you in your tenure as Apple Sox head coach heading into year number three. May 31st is opening day. You can circle that right now if you hadn't seen the schedule yet. May 31st, June 1st, June 2nd, all at home against Port Angeles. Mitch, how cool is that to know that for the first time in your career, you won't be opening at Vince Guinness Stadium to begin a season? <laughs> yeah, no, it'll it'll be fun. Uh, you know, honestly, I've, I've enjoyed opening up on the road. You know, that first weekend, kind of seeing what your, your club's all about uh, before you head home in front of your fans. But, you know, this will be a fun test. I think it it makes those 10-day contracts a little more important, who you got showing up day one and and making sure you're uh, putting on a good product for your fans on opening night. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. It'll be it'll be a nice break from from a long travel weekend to start. I've always been that kind of baseball fan. I, I have the weird thing where I like opening on the road, then you have your home opener, and I like ending the season on the road because you have your final home game before then too, if you know what I'm going for there, where it's like, to me, it makes the beginning of the season even more special and it makes the end of the season even more special because you kind of ease into both of them. You have two opening days, so to speak, to begin the season. And obviously, you know, if you miss the playoffs, you kind of have two final games to kind of look forward to in there as well. Yeah, I, uh, opening on the road, you know, it kind of it kind of lets you play spoiler there because you get to go see someone else's opening night, you know, and, and, and try to go get a win on their opening night and take it from them. Um, you know, and then a few days later you get to come back and it, it's that revamp, re-energize. Oh man, here, here's to our own home opener tonight. So, uh, I, I like opening on the road, but, uh, this will be a fun change of pace. First three games of the season, 2022, we lost all three last year. First three games, you win all three. What can we expect this year to open up the season with Port Angeles? Man, it's, it, it's tough to say, you know, Port Angeles the last couple of years, I know I've, I've just improved and improved and they it seems like they're they're getting good talent in there you know i i will say this year we are a little more early on our 10-day contracts we're, we're getting some really good guys signed that'll be here opening day so i honestly i'm really excited just like last year as we got closer um you know we talked about it i think a lot of these 10-day contracts this year are guys that are just here to prove a point and are, are going to want to try to stick around. And, you know, we'll get to those names later down the line when we announce our roster. But I think we're going to have a really good product uh, in early June. It's going to be interesting because all of the Apple Sox first six West Coast League games this season are against the Port Angeles lefties. May 31st through June 2nd at home, non-league game on June 3rd, and then at Port Angeles June 4th through 6th. And, you know, we talked about it, splitting the season series with them last season, some really noteworthy games in there. And 
hard to come by some runs against them. So uh, that is going to be a team to kind of look for early on in the season that you can't just, you know, look at where they finish in the standings and think that those will be pushover games by any chance for the Apple Sox. That, that'll be a heck of a test to open up the season. Also early in the season, I noticed this, Mitch, uh, it's almost fitting in a way that uh, the first home game that Victoria is going to be playing is going to be against the Apple Sox June 7th. They get us as their home opener after, of course, meeting against them in the postseason last year. In a way, I think it's going to be kind of nice to get them again early in the calendar. We saw that happen last year when the Harbor Cats came down to Wenatchee for what was a huge series or huge series where we swept that one. But then, of course, they returned the favor later on and then took the postseason series. What do you think about that one so early in the year once again? Yeah, you know, it, it it's a it's a kind of a love hate, you know, with with some of that stuff. I, I I'm glad we get them early. You know, it, you just don't know what teams are going to have their full season guys in at that point in the season. But it's bittersweet in a, a way because uh, you know you kind of like to play those those big dogs down your stretch. I thought one of the the best series of last year was going to Bellingham. Um, you know, and it just had a playoff atmosphere. It was those final two weeks and this was kind of our playoff roster and their playoff roster. And it's fun to see. But of course, then you guys will get Victoria again, July 2nd through the 4th in Wenatchee. And as if fireworks night on July 3rd needed any more excitement, Mitch, of course, we get the playoff rematch. That'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. We, you know, another one I want to, you know, I guess you can call it a rivalry. The last two years have been, um, you know, chippy a little bit with Victoria and, you know, we've gone to their place and taken a series and then, you know, they've, they've returned the favor and beat us in the playoffs. And, um, you know, it's been competitive and, you know, and Todd Haney always has a good club and, you know, he's going to have good talent and build upon what they did last year. And, you know, they won the North last year. So they're the, they're kind of the team to beat in our division. And, uh, it's, until we knock them off or someone else knocks them off, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're the champs. Yeah, to the victor be the spoils for sure, of course. Unfortunately, we don't get a look at the defending uh, WCL champs, the Corvallis Knights, but I'd love to have had them on the schedule. Obviously, it just didn't quite work out that way. And let's talk about that, the the games with the South Division. We, we talked about this a little bit from last season where the focus for that 2023 schedule was kind of you're hosting a series against an opponent and then you'll go to them. Last year, it was the Bend Elks. And I'm completely blanking on who the other team was that we played in the South. Oh, Springfield. Springfield yep. That's right. It was Springfield who we had that with. This year, we have that with Yakima, but then we host Walla Walla, and then we wrap up the regular season August 6th through the 8th at Bend. What do you think about that with a little bit of a, a hybrid look to the South Division action? Yeah, you know, I don't mind it. I, uh, you know, I kind of prefer where you get to see a few different teams from the other division. Um, you know, honestly, I'd love to see four different teams rather than even a home and, and away with the same team. But yeah, I, I, you know, touching on the division play, I really like that we're keeping that the same. I think if, if we're going to determine playoff, you know, playoff teams from your division, got to play everybody in your division six times. So Really, really like the way that's handled. And, you know, this will be fun. This will be fun to see Walla Walla, who's who's going to be improved this year. Yakima six times is, you know, the Crust Angels been known to have really good success in this league. So you, you can kind of pencil in that they're going to be a tough team, you know, and then ending your season at Bend. It's it's always fun to look at those last, you know, six games of, yeah. of the summer because you just never know who on other teams or on our team is going to be still be there. It's like, it's just, it's kind of a, you know, one, it's just a gamble. You, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get into. You don't know who's going to be left. And 
uh, I think that'll make it make it a fun road trip. That's a really good point. I, that was something I thought about with the schedule because I remembered how this past season went, where we went to Bellingham. That was tough. Dropped two or three there. Got an emotional win in the third game. Won the next night in Kelowna, but then dropped the final two games. And, you know, we look back at that series and we knew of that six-game road trip to end this past summer. We knew Bellingham was probably going to be a team battling for a playoff spot. We figured Kelowna was going to be kind of right there as well. And and that's what exactly what that turned out to. That was a really difficult road trip to end the season. But I think you're right. It's interesting looking with this schedule. You know, we're not sure where Nanaimo will be. They were really battling for a playoff spot last year, really close that whole way. So that's going to be a team I would expect is going to be on the fringe and we're going to be trying to battle against us and Bend as well. You know, they're they're likely going to bounce back. I mean, you know it as well as I do that they – Year in and year out, seemingly regardless of who their coach is, they usually hit the ball pretty well. So that could be a real challenge to end the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, another uh, longstanding team in this league. Bend Bend is really good. Uh, Danny Sales just taken over as as the head coach. He's been there as an assistant a couple of years. So, you know, they're going to be better. You know, they're going to be improved. And uh, it seems like they always have really good talent in there as well. So uh, it'll, it'll be an interesting August. And we talked about those long road trips. The Apple Sox have two different six-game road trips in the season, June 4th through the 9th. As we mentioned that before, the 4th through the 6th of June is at Port Angeles, June 7th through 9th against Victoria on the road. So kind of getting that quick trip out of the way before getting back home. And then later to end July at Edmonton, July 26th through 28th, and then at Kelowna, July 29th through 31st. So you know it as well as I do. Sometimes that travel late in the season is a challenge. Regardless of who your opponent is, it's about finding that energy for those types of games. So uh, we'll see how those test this team. Check a few people off your Christmas list this year by getting them the perfect Apple Sox gift. Season tickets and 10-game flex packs make excellent stocking stuffers, while team sweatshirts and jackets will keep you warm all winter long. Baseball season returns in June, but don't wait until then to gear up. Purchase Applesox gear in person at 610 North Mission Street in Wenatchee or online at applesox.com. Did you know that 21 former Applesox players have made it to the major leagues? This past April, Cincinnati Reds right-handed pitcher Casey Legamina became the 20th former Apple Sox player to make his Major League debut, and then the Apple Sox got their 21st former player to make it to Major League Baseball when Alec Jacob debuted for the San Diego Padres in mid-July. You might recognize a few other names across Major League Baseball. Marco Gonzalez of the Seattle Mariners, Drew Rasmussen of the Tampa Bay Rays, Ryan Kreidler of the Detroit Tigers, Griffin Canning of the Los Angeles Angels, and Michael Tolia of the Colorado Rockies. And those are just a few other players in the majors who previously spent a summer in Wenatchee. You never know which guy on this summer's Apple Sox team will one day find him suiting up in the big leagues at the highest level of baseball. To learn more about Apple Sox players playing professional baseball, please visit applesox.com and select the Apple Sox and the Pros drop-down option on the About column. The first thing I thought about with this schedule was that this is very road-heavy in the month of June, where we don't necessarily have the entire month of July at home, (laughs) the way it felt like last summer, Mitch, but uh, the month of June, it has its challenges. It's nice opening up at home, but of West Coast League games, there's a really good stretch there where there's 12 games 
in a stretch of 15 against WCL opponents, 12 of those 15 are on the road. Yeah, and, you know, just looking at it on my calendar here as, as I go through this, it just June just seems so jam-packed. It just seems so heavy with games. You know, and looking, you know, the halfway point is June 30th. When we end that game mm -hmm. with, with Bellingham, you know, in June, we're, we're ending half of our summer. So, again, it makes it really important to what guys are going to be here in early June, what guys are going to be here that month. Because basically, I mean, the month of June determines your first half, whether you're going to win it or not. You know, and then you look at July and it just seems very spaced out. That all-star break gives guys, you know, a four-day break. We have a rare Friday the 12th where we have an off day, you know, with, with a Monday the 8th off. Um you know, it just seems like July is a little more spaced out and just a little more of a rest month as opposed to June just seems, man, you better be ready to go from uh, from day one because it, it's it's going to be tight. I was going to say, do you like that more, the heavy schedule in June? Because just from what I've seen in recent years, it sure seems like guys have their most energy in that month. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, June is the month where everybody's rolling in, teams are different and uh, everybody's ready to play. Uh, I think teams are at their best typically, you know, that first couple weeks of July. And then from there, you know, you get that all-star break, which I think is, is great. It's going to be a little four day break for a lot of guys who need some rest when, when teams are really struggling with pitching or finding arms. I, you know, I just think that week is going to be really nice and, and hopefully kind of a reset button for a lot of teams and including us. And then, you know, ready to go for those final few weeks as you, as you get into later July and, and kind of make a playoff push. I wanted to ask you about that, of course. The All-Star Game returning the first time since 2019. We can't quite disclose all the details of it, but it will be on July the 17th. And uh, Mitch, I'm really excited for it. I went down to Bend in 2019 when they had it, and going to that made me wish I'd gone to Port Angeles in 2018 when they hosted. It was such a fun event, and it's it feels like it's that perfect just mid-season, which is obviously a little after the mid-season point. It always feels like it's that that point in the summer. It's like let's just take a breath, let's get a couple days off. If you if you're you know honored enough to be in it, it's a great opportunity for you. But as a team in general, it's a great little deep breath in the midst of a busy summer. Absolutely, and you know it'll be fun to see as well. I'm hoping I'll be able to get to go to it. You know, a lot of these guys. Uh, no other guys on other teams and it amazes me how many small connections there are the same schools are sending guys to different places around this league um so i think the all-star game will, will be really fun and you know it at the end of the day you know as well it's you know these guys are here in the summer and they're here to enjoy it and i think this is going to give them a little bit of a memorable experience as you know wh whether they're selected or not maybe they get to go see it and maybe they have a buddy that get, got selected but um I think it'll be fun. It'll be a good thing for our league to put some of the best talent that we have to offer, you know, out on, on for a show. One of the fun things they always did before was the home run derby. I'm hoping that returns. Obviously nothing is set in stone with whether or not that will be. I really hope that's the case because that made the event even more fun. I, I just remember, you know, every team when they did it in 2019 and 2018, every team had at least one representative. And that was obviously one of your all-stars who was chosen. So that was such a cool way of doing it and giving the guys a, a great opportunity to to really showcase their abilities and also just just go up and have fun. You know, you take batting practice every day anyway. Why not take a couple of hacks that count for something with a with a lot of people watching as well? But uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that and I love that stretch. You mentioned it already. the The last league game the Apple Sox play before 
the All-Star game is July the 11th. That's a Thursday. The All-Star game is almost a week later, July 17th. So the team's off on the 12th. You play two non-league games, the 13th and 14th, and then you don't play another game after the 14th until the 19th. So a full week off of West Coast League action before you get back into it. Is that something that is it a blessing? Is it potentially a curse with too much time off? Uh, what do you think about that, Mitch? I think, in all honesty, I think it's a huge blessing, man. I just looking from the pitching side of things. I mean, you you have the ability to roll out your your one, two, three starters, the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and then the very next West Coast League you game you're playing on the nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first. You know, you can roll those same three guys back out. Um, you know, and then followed by, I, I love the weekends with the non-leagues. The non-leagues are, are, are kind of a fun time for our guys, some guys that haven't played as much, some guys that need some innings to get in there and play a little bit. It's just a looser feel to it. Um, you know, so having a, having a weekend series with Cascade, uh, I think that's going to be fun. And then the all-star break, you know, we'll probably have a kid's camp mixed in there. And I think it'll just be a nice, it'll be a nice week for our guys to to get out and see Washington a little bit, go explore around Wenatchee and, and kind of just, you know, realize what summer baseball is about and, and just enjoy their time here. Absolutely. And it just gives them that time off. Maybe they need to go home to something they can do in there as well. So I, I think that I'm with you. I think it's going to be a really good thing to have a little bit of a break before that final postseason push. Uh, of course, you mentioned them a little bit, the non-league games in there, Dubsey, Redmond, and the Cascade Collegiate League uh, showcase team in there as well. So two teams who were on the schedule last year for non-league action, Redmond and the Dubsey Fishsticks. And then, of course, the CCL jumping back into the schedule. Tell me about those ones. Uh, I, I think let's start with Dub C because there's an interesting connection with them heading into this year. I know you were really excited when they made this announcement, but explain to fans what you love about the the Applesocks and the Fish Sticks connection, at least for the summer of 2024. Yeah, you know, uh, a former Applesock, Elliot Cribby, who had a really successful career here with Wenatchee and um, you know, a, a very successful uh, career with UW and, and ended up coaching at UW a little bit. He's now coaching at Central Washington University, and, and he just got hired this offseason as the head coach of the Dub C Fish Sticks. So I think it'll be a really fun opportunity for him to come back and us kind of recognize him. And, um, you know, me and him are, are, are pretty close personally. So um, it'll, it'll be a good time. And, and you know, the thing about the non-league teams um, they're just, they're just good to see, you know, for, for us, we're able to pluck players as we get toward our playoff run, if we're needing a guy here or there or an arm that we really like. And so having that connection with coach Kirby will, will be nice to, to be able to see some of their guys as well and, and, uh, get some early eyes on them. And one of the cool things the West Coast League does is you see a lot of guys either from the Cascade Collegiate League or the Pacific International League make that jump at some point in the summer to play in the West Coast League. The first thing I thought of when Dub C hired Elliot was I said, wait a second, do we have an official Apple Sox feeder team? Like we have to show him that we're the most important team he needs to send guys to in the WCL. Yeah, you know, when it first when he first was hired, I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing because the guy's so competitive. I'm like, is he never gonna send me another player from programs he knows or guys he sees? Because he's gonna be collecting them on the fish stick. So uh I, I think it'll be good. It, it, it'll be fun to to play them and and he'll do a great job with that team yeah really looking forward to that one as well let's talk about other stuff with the schedule mitch the divisions stay the same the two division format postseason format stays the same 
you've known nothing else. It, the league has been the same since you've been in it, which is great for the sake of consistency. But uh, what, do you like everything kind of staying the same? Do you like the division format, just the two divisions? And do you like that 3-1-1 postseason format as well? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I really like that the first, you know, the first round is best of three. I think that really determines who truly is the best team to move on. And then I, I think it's fun. I think that, you know, it, it has that final four college basketball feel a little bit to it where it's one game and you're out. Uh, and so that makes it fun. You know, the only thing I wish that they would change that is just a personal opinion is I wish best overall record you know, what determine the seeding, you know, I get if you win the first half, you know, you you clinch a spot, but I wish that, you know, between first half and second half, you know, I wish that determined, you know, by overall record, who is the one seed heading into the playoffs and who is the two seed. But, um, you know, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it interesting. So are you saying you would like, you still have the first half and second half champ, but that's just guarantees a playoff spot. That guarantees you one of the top two, Okay, but I think that you know, like last year, Victoria won the second half. They had a better overall record than Bellingham. You know, in my opinion, they should have been one versus the one seed. You know, not not the two. You know what I'm saying? I I don't I don't know why we reward the first half winner as the you know the number one seed for sure in the playoffs, where you know someone could have a really great first half and then you you could honestly you could lose every game in the second half and still be the one seed heading into the playoffs. And we saw that last year with Bellingham where they were so good in that first half, 20 and seven. And then the second half, Bellingham still solid, you know, 15 and 11. But obviously, you know, there were three teams ahead of them in the standings in the second half. So I, I, I'm i with you on that point. I would say I would rather have, you know, you're in with the first half or a second half playoff championship. But then the number one overall seed goes to the better overall record, because to me, that preaches the consistency over the course of an entire summer, because like you said, you win the first half, you can kind of sit back and relax and try things and not worry game to game about some matchups because, you know, you're already guaranteed the number one seed at that point. But the change I would love to see, and I've kind of pushed this for a couple of years, I would love to see three divisions. I think, as we've talked about, it's, I'm really glad that we get the the two matchups against every division opponent. You play a team at home. You play them on the road. That's important. You have to do that for the sake of every tiebreaker. I just want to see a couple more South Division teams. That's what it comes down to me. I would love for the opportunity to do a yearly home and home with the Yakima, but then, you know, hey, this year we're going to go to Corvallis. And then next year, you know, we'll go back to Springfield. I just would love to see a few more South Division teams. And I think splitting everything up, I know it's not going to be quite even, 16 teams across three divisions, but as, as you'll recall, I mean, this is kind of what we grew up with. We remember the the NL Central and Major League Baseball had six teams, and the AL West, for the longest team, had four teams. That never made any sense, but they did it for a long time anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I, I think that would help a lot with travel, um, you know, but also I think our fans and personally, me, myself, we want to see some new teams. I mean, yeah. this will be third summer here in Wenatchee. I haven't played the Portland Pickles. I haven't played Ridgefield. Um, you know, there's numerous teams. Who am I missing from the from the I South Division? Th- I'll have to think about it. You played Springfield. Have you you've have we played Cowlitz in your tenure? At home for three games, yeah. We did. Yeah. You haven't so, gone there. We haven't gone to Cowlitz since 2021. Have we have, the Apple Sox have never gone to Ridgefield. 
They've been in the league since 2019, and we still have never gone there. I don't know how we've evaded them the way we do, but I, I'm Mitch. I'm, I'm figuring you're putting something in there. Like I, I'm going to Vinscana Stadium every year, and that is happening. For right. me. <laughs> sucks because you've right. gotten that all three years. Think of the yeah, exactly. Think of the the places I haven't been. I haven't been able to go to Corvallis, Portland, yep. Ridgefield. Um, You've been to Walla Walla, right? I haven't been to Cowlitz, so I haven't been to half in three years. I will not have seen half of the South Division uh, stadiums, which That's which true. is pretty crazy. Think about it. Wow, yeah, you've you've seen. I'm thinking about it now for 22 and 23. You went to Bend. You've been to Springfield, Walla Walla, and Yakima. That's, That's it? it. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. So three, years, three years in the league, and I and I mean, it, I mean, obviously, we're hoping to get to a West Coast League championship, hoping to host it. Um, but you know, that'd be that would be the only way I would see one of those other four if one of those four made it. Bizarre. This is my this will be my sixth summer. We've been to Cowlitz once in that time in the regular season. We've been to Corvallis three times, not none since twenty twenty one now. But that, that was the fun thing with the schedule that year was the teams were shortened a little bit, so everyone was playing everyone a little bit more. But I understand their struggle where you have 16 teams. It's it's not going to happen. Everyone can play everyone. But I just I think if you add a third division in there just for that sake of variety, you get a few more of those South Division opponents in there. But, I mean, I, I would love it if we could be playing Corvallis one way or another every year. I think everyone would probably would say that to an extent. They wouldn't mind having them on the schedule. But – it, one of these days, we will go to Ridgefield, but it's incredible to me. We've only played them three times in total since they've been in this league since 2019. Just crazy to think. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, but uh, you know, rounding things out with the schedule here, as we talked about, you know, a lot to look forward to with it. Postseason gets done August 16th, and I think they did such a good job of condensing everything in the sense where it stayed in that time frame where we usually do from the beginning of June into uh, right about mid-August. But you fit in the All-Star game, too. I, I think it's going to be like we said, there's some it's a busy month of June. But after that, overall, it, it has a good flow to it for the month of July into August. I really felt. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it rounds out nicely and. You know, I like the way the first round is on a Saturday, opens up that first playoff game on the 10th, um, you know, and then if you're lucky enough to survive and advance and keep going and make it to, you know, the championships on a Friday night, which I think is important. It draws a little better crowd and it, it's just a little better than that Monday night. So, yeah, that's going to be really fun. Obviously, you've been going through the roster. We talked about that the lot the last time that we chatted. Fans are going to look forward to once we get into that in the new year some uh, familiar faces, some newcomers in there as well. Uh, tell me about how the recruiting process has been for you so far here this fall. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the recruiting's going really well. Um, you know, I think again, it, to my surprise a little bit, even compared to last year, I think we're filling up a little quicker than, uh, than we anticipated, but some, you know, some, some new schools coming in and, and, and putting some players with us and um, just a lot of really good talent. I'm, I'm excited uh, of where we're headed and I'm excited about, you know, not only position player wise, but I think our pitching staff again is going to be really strong and, and, and a staple for us. It's going to be really fun to start introducing those names once we get into the new year. A lot of uh, fun players, like we said, old and new each summer who will become part of this team. But uh, I, I'm enjoying Mitch. I look at it every week. I, I love seeing who some of these names are. And for me, the fun part is, you know, we're in November and we don't know over. I don't you and I, we don't know these people over half of these names. We get into 
you know, the month of June and we'll know all of them here pretty soon. So really fun in that regard and looking forward to that coming up around the corner. Well, Mitch, we appreciate the time and enjoy the holidays here coming up. We'll be chatting with a couple of the other Apple Sox coaches who we'll be having here for the season, but uh, enjoy some time with your family. I know you've been plenty busy as well. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. Please subscribe to it if you do not already so that you can get the latest updates on new episodes. Make sure to check out applesox.com as well as our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts for the latest news on the team this offseason. Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.